At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome in. It's The Edge. You know it. We got a good show on tap for you, as you usually do. Coming up 30 minutes from now, Dwayne Colucci is going to be with us now, the Colucci. We have an important topic to discuss with Dwayne Colucci. Is it the is it the first weekend of May coming up? What's going on here? <laughs> first Saturday in May. First Saturday in May. First Saturday in May. It's the uh, Derby, and the first Friday in May means Dwayne Clucci's Kentucky Derby seminar at the Rampart, which is, uh, in my opinion, the best in town by far. So if you want to bet the Derby, get out to the Rampart to see the Clucci and Bob Ike. Well, we're going to have more details on that, and of course the race itself. Dwayne's going to be with us again in thirty minutes. Uh, of course, if you want more on that too, nine ninety nine Kentucky Derby betting guide. Uh, that is going to be up on vsin.com. But we begin with what we saw last night. The NBA, the association, a boring day for the most part, Matt. Um, worth going over the results, though, both of these really quickly. One, Miami, 106-92, to gets a win over the Philadelphia 76ers. A good win and an expected win for the Miami Heat. That did not look to be the case at halftime. Actually down by one to Philadelphia mm-hmm. when they hit the break. But ultimately, the second half a lot stronger there for the Miami Heat. And uh, I think really... When you look at what the he, uh, Philadelphia 76ers tried to do, it looked like they tried to do what I was talking about, right? Go a little bit smaller, shoot a bunch of threes. Problem is, Georges Niang went 0-7 from three-point range. Tyrese Maxey went 1-6. Danny Green went 1-5. Tobias Harris went 1-4. You can't really have those shooting performances if you're going to go small and start trying to shoot the lights out. Can't really. Six for 34, 17% from three-point range. I'm going to say that's, that's not, gonna not very good. That's not going to count it, especially on the road when you're trying to play small ball without your – dominant big man so 
the Sixers can stay in this series. They're just going to need much better shooting performances than that until uh, Joel Embiid comes back. I wanted to ask you about Doc Rivers over the weekend. I hate when coaches say nonsense like this. Okay. I have no regrets about leaving Embiid in the game. We were up 30 points with three minutes to go, but all, all teams do that. Yeah. You know, all teams leave their stars in when you're up that much. BS. First of all, how can you have no regrets? It might cost you. Uh, a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals or a championship, who knows? Mm -hmm. But why would you have your two or three best players in the game and you're up 25 or 30 points with three minutes to go? You shouldn't. Because the Raptors did. <laughs> the As Raptors, of course, were facing elimination yeah. and needed to do everything possible to win that game. you got to be thinking about the next series. Yeah. Get them out. Get them out of the game. And it's not hindsight. This we. This has been obvious for many years, and in the NFL, the same things happen when teams are up three or four touchdowns. They leave their starting quarterback in the game. Get him out of the game. You never know what can happen, some sort of freak injury, and that's what happened to Embiid. And when you're in a situation like this where you could win a championship, you can't take chances. As a coach, it's your job to manage the game, manage your roster, and Doc flopped in that case. And to say you have no regrets is uh, either lying or uh, – Stupidity, because you have to have regrets. You just cannot leave your star player in and risk an injury of that sort that it could be that serious. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, he's hardly the only coach who has ever done that. I think really it's the way you respond to it afterwards. And you can kind of tell Doc's kind of, I don't know if you want to call it feeling the heat, but um, the response to his blown 3-1 leads in the past and the fact that he threw the Orlando Magic team under the bus and spent a day explaining that away, uh, the, his response to this as well, kind of firing back in the media, you could tell – the, the pushback on him or the questioning of him is getting to him at this point right no, now. No, there's no question. Yeah. He's punching back at the media when they take shots at him. Uh, but, yeah, and you're right, he's not the only coach who does it, but all, all the coaches who do that are dumb. You, do, mm -hmm. you just can't leave your star player in when you have that big lead with three minutes to go or so in a game. Anyway, uh, the Miami Heat last night, I wouldn't say played their A game by any stretch. I think the Heat nope. played their B game last night and still got by with a 14-point win. Yeah, I, I think, too, if you look at like the shot quality metrics, everything like that, both teams shot below their expected field goal percentage on the shots that they took from the areas, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm really interested in. If you look at this game overall, it was uh, it was the game you kind of expected in terms of a pace standpoint, but you also expect to think a better offensive performance from both of these teams. And when you looked at the shots that they got, you would expect a better three-point shooting percentage from the Philadelphia 76ers than 16%. Mm -hmm. So I am curious as you look ahead to game two now between these two, the adjustment heat all the way up to a nine point favorite at one point. I thought that was a little much and the market has responded as such. It's down to eight and a half in one spot, Westgate Superbook as low as eight. Um, and the total 206 and a half at the open that got get uh, that got bet up already to 207 and a half. So I'd agree with both market moves at this point right now. And like I said, somebody who was on the Philadelphia 76ers at seven and a half yesterday, I can't throw away um, the notion that I will be back on them at like eight and a half or if it gets back up to nine in game two. So we'll see. I think there's a better shooting performance from Philadelphia somewhere in there. There's a reason why they were up by one at halftime. There was still yeah. plenty to build on there. It's just the second half got pretty poor. And the other game, a 121-114 victory for, da for, excuse me, for the Phoenix Suns over Dallas. How about Phoenix offensively, man? 128.7 offensive rating in this game yesterday. It was actually a relatively slow game, too. Only 94 possessions, but really high scoring because neither team would miss. Doncic with 45 points in this game as well, but needs a little bit more, right? 45, 12, and 8 is awesome, um, but you need more than 15 points from Dorian Finney-Smith or 13 points on 6 of 16 shooting from Jalen Brunson or a really poor performance from Spencer Dinwiddie, who could have cashed a ticket for some if he hits a shot at the end of that game.
Yeah, and he bricked it. Yep. He bricked it. I know you had the uh, six with the Mavericks down I seven. Did. Here's another thing. Why, why are you fouling the best three or best free throw shooters on the Suns yeah. at the end of the game? Uh, Come on, man. Don't Every time the ball gets in the hands of a guy who's a 90% free throw shooter, don't foul him. Make him give up the ball and foul somebody else. Uh, obviously, the Mavericks didn't care much about covering at that point, and I think they knew they weren't going to win the game. But uh, I, that, that's another thing that annoys me at the end of the game. You, you've got to try to force the best free throw shooters to pass the ball, even if it takes a couple extra seconds. It's worth it to uh, foul a worse free throw shooter. And last night, the Suns just uh, down the stretch made every free throw. How about that Luka Doncic three with about 20 seconds to go? He pulls up from like 30 feet yep. and just nothing but net. Man, that guy is nails. He, I, good, I, I still think, you know, so he, he's definitely a top five player in the NBA right now. I'd say so. I, I just don't know when he's going to win MVP. There's a lot of competition for that. But, man, he's about as good as it gets in the association. Oh, man, if he, sh- if he shows up, like, in shape and, like, yeah. you know, midseason form from a conditioning standpoint, right? and, and that's been a lot of the reports, and he's even copped to it, too, where, you know, he's a young kid. He goes out and goes, probably goes out at night. He's a big video game guy, too, so just sits around at home for the most part, maybe, too, uh, not in, t- in tune with his conditioning. <laughs> but if there is a year in which he shows up, like, ready to go right from the jump, uh, there's prob- that's probably going to be the year which he wins MVP, and maybe that's the case for next season, but I'd agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like the guy's a gamer. Look what the Clippers had to do to get rid of him in the last two years, and what he did in this game today. Like The guy's freaking awesome. Oh, man. It, like you said, to take shots the way that he does from the areas of the floor that he does, it, like for, and the NBA's changed, but to get a switch and get a big guy on you and then just hit a step-back three over a seven-foot dude like a DeAndre Ayton or mm-hmm. something like that, and he does it with such ease. Doesn't even hit the rim. He can score against anybody. He's a, he's a huge point guard. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So they lose that game. Adjustment there for game two before we get to the games today. No real adjustments. The only adjustment is the total. Uh, so Phoenix, six-point favor right now. Total is 216. Uh, you saw that total yesterday at 214. And I'm curious about this one, Matt, which is, as I mentioned, only 94 possessions in that game. It's a really slow game. Just otherworldly efficiency from both teams, specifically Doncic shooting and Phoenix mm-hmm. as a whole. Every shot was going in for Phoenix yesterday. Uh, I do wonder if maybe the market's getting a little strong on pushing that total up two points when if you just get a little regression from an efficiency standpoint and shooting for both of these teams, it's going to be a slow-paced game and maybe a little bit lower scoring, too. Well, I know last night you were on both dogs, and I, you know, I thought the dogs might be the right side. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to play game one in a series very often. I, like to, I think you can usually find better angles if uh, you wait uh, for game two or later in the later stages of a series. But are you... Interested? You said you're not really interested in taking the points with the Sixers in Game Two. What about the Mavericks? Oh, I would be interested if it gets like eight and a half, and I I would go right back to the well with Mavericks too, for both dogs. Okay, I'd go back okay. to the well with both teams. I, I think one for Dallas. They got off to that really poor start, too. Doncic had two turnovers in the first, like, four possessions. They looked a little tight. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, I think you're going to get better performances from Brunson and Didwitty. Uh, I would be right back to it with both underdogs, I think. Especially okay. with – like, I shouldn't say especially with Philly. But when you're getting up to, like, nine points potentially, which is where it opened again for game two, if I'm getting that back, I think that's going to be the case. So, can't quit. I'm a stubborn guy like that. I believe in my, uh, my analysis. It's led me to a very good point at this point. All right, with that, we have two games today in the association. I know that I would. I think you're excited for both of these. You have expressed an interest in both of these series. Milwaukee and Boston. Boston up to a five-point favorite in game two over the Milwaukee Bucks with a total of 215.5. And, and Golden State holding strong as a two-point favorite. This total's pretty nutty, though. Uh, the first game opened up 217, closed 220. This is now 227.5 for the game two total. 
between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. <laughs> huh. We need Mike Palman here, content management in the studio. You're this old guy, this like days of our old lives. Guy, like half naked. laying in bed with Rose, with his girl. Come on, let's get the NFL Network or something on TV. We, we got to take control of the TVs in here. I don't know what Mike Pritchard watches Look at him while he's hosting the previous show in there. This thigh. is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, a mutual friend of ours yeah. said he is, quote, hammering the Celtics tonight. Okay. You know who I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I... Now, obviously, the series favorite down a game at home in game two. That's the uh, the zigzag angle that a lot of people are going to want to play. Gets spread this year, well, right? the zigzag has not been very good the last couple of years. Yeah. I, I really, I think that was something that was more pronounced in the maybe '80s, '90s, and early 2000s. I don't, I don't see that as being such a uh, profitable angle at this point, and especially the last couple of years that it hadn't been that good. And I, I just say, you take each series as an individual case. How much confidence do you have in the Celtics to bounce back and cover this number tonight? I don't have a lot just because they're a banged-up team. I do think Boston uh, finds a way to win tonight, but I'm not sure I want to lay the five. And the, to me, the biggest concern is uh, the injuries – on the Celtics side. For everybody, right? I mean, Jalen Brown's got yeah. that hamstring that's bothering him. We talked about Marcus Smart in his shoulder. Uh, of course, Robert Williams, too. And uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about home court advantage. I got some good numbers on this. and was like crunching the data and looking at it. Uh, and it's pretty clear that the market has been overvaluing home court now through the postseason as the sample size grows. And now you're talking about laying uh, five in this situation with the Boston Celtics at home already in an under, uh, overvalued spot against the Milwaukee Bucks. And as you said, mm-hmm. I think it's just a little... Somewhat foolhardy to rely on the zigzag theory that has not been profitable the last couple of years. All right. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We have a lot of stuff to get to. NFL draft recap, Major League Baseball. How about the hidden gem in Baltimore going tonight? We'll tell you about that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. And, oh, no, no, no. I was going to tell you to answer the call, but don't. Instead, go to vcin.com slash Derby Guy. That's right. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now, VCN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre order your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash Derby Guide. That's vcin.com slash Derby Guide. Speaking of the Kentucky Derby, Dwayne Colucci, 15 minutes from now. Get his thoughts on that and give you the DL, as the kids say, down low, on where you can find the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? What's that? For his seminar. There we go. I was, I was blanking oh. on the word seminar on Friday. Yeah, the seminar. that with, uh, 6 p.m. Yeah. Friday at the Rampart Kentucky Derby Seminar with Dwayne Colucci and Bob Ike. I'll Man, be this is, so you had us change the TVs. This has got to be right in your wheelhouse. I think they're replaying. Oh, okay. No, it's a top 10 thing. I thought they were replaying a uh, NFL draft from like 2008. There's like no Sean Moreno up there on the screen and Percy Harvin and everything. So, uh, no, okay. This is right up your wheelhouse. Yeah, top this 10 a, NFL. This is an old show. But if there's breaking news, we need to know about oh, it. Of yeah, yesterday during the show, DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. Yep. Right? Yep, that's right. That's why it's important to have that on instead of a soap opera. As long as the Power Ratings guy is on, I need that. It's a really good show. <laughs> uh, we're watching Tim he's, Tebow get drafted right now. He's deep in the numbers. Very analytical. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you want to go baseball here? Where do you want to go? I'll give you the floor. You're the master. Well, I was looking at our show plan that said NFL draft. I thought we were going that direction. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not one that pays attention to things, as you can very well see. Um, NFL draft. So then I'll ask you this question. Do you go with the fun thing in terms of your recap of your experience down at the NFL draft this weekend, or do you want to go with more hardcore football stuff? Well, we'll start with hardcore football stuff and uh, top five NFL draft classes. And obviously, you could probably say there's 15 teams that did really well in this draft, and it's all subjective how you rank them, how you view the the classes. But I like to do this because it gives me a better view of uh, maybe the organizational picture and which teams I think might be headed in the right direction, which teams address needs, uh, which teams understand how to select value in the draft, right? And Mm -hmm. I think Bill Belichick's kind of lost his handle on value in a draft. When he's taking a receiver in the second round who's a projected fourth or fifth rounder. Mm-hmm. When he's taking an offensive lineman in the first round who most people think is definitely going to be there a round or so later. Uh, you know, value does matter in the draft, but you also have to fill needs, and if you love a player, so be it. You'll, you'll let a pick slide now and then. I love what the Kansas City Chiefs did in this draft. They had to address the corner, the pass rush, they definitely got some holes on defense they got to fix. And the, the defense has been in decline. So in the first round, the Chiefs get uh, McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, who uh, most, including me, had ranked as the top corner in the draft. Excuse me, not the top corner, but the top corner outside of Gardner and Stingley. Mm-hmm. He was the number three corner, the top one that was going to be available in the 20s. The Chiefs got him. 
at number 21. Uh, George Karloftis dropped to 30. And uh, at that point, that was a really good value pick for the Chiefs. He's going to be a powerful edge rusher. I think he was a perfect fit for the KC defense with that pick at number 30, defensive end for Purdue. So you get, you get two quality defensive players in the first round. Here's the key to the draft for me. Sky Moore, Western Michigan wide receiver. JVT had the biggest hands of all the receivers at the Combine, and he's a burner. When uh, the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill, you think, wow, there's no way they can find a replacement for him in this offense. This, uh, this offense is really going to take a big step back. The Chiefs might come back to the pack in the AFC West, and I'll tell you what, the rest of the AFC West is better. Right, you still got to make the Chiefs the favorites after this draft. I thought Sky Moore was one of the great picks in this draft. In the second round, uh, where the Chiefs got him, might look back in two or three years and say the best receiver in this draft was either Christian Watson, who the Packers took mm-hmm. with the second pick of the second round, or Sky Moore, that the Chiefs picked in the, later in the second round. So I thought the Chiefs, and even if you go down further, I'm not going to get too in-depth with this, but I, I like some of the other Chiefs picks in this draft as well. They had a deep draft and a lot of quality at the top. I had the Jets, number two, wrote a column about this. Uh, point spread weekly this week, and I led it with the Jets, who have had six straight losing seasons. They've averaged four and a half wins a year. Their win total right now is five and a half at BetMGM and DraftKings. Johnny Avello said eight wins would be a good year for the Jets. All right, so the key, this draft class, obviously they killed it in the first round, and they get Brees Hall, the top running back, in the second round. Uh, you get three first-round picks with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson. The key is going to be Zach Wilson, yep. the number two, two overall pick last year and how he develops because he was a flop as a rookie. Nine TD passes, 11 interceptions, didn't get it done. Uh, no more excuses. He's got to be better this season. If he is, the Jets should get over that win total of six and a half. I think Joe Douglas is uh, showing he's got a good plan here for the Jets moving forward, and that's not always been the case with the Jets. So... I had the Jets ranked number two. The Ravens, we talked about this with Brad Powers on yesterday's show. It seems every year the Ravens do a great job with the draft. They did it again with Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. David Ojabo from Michigan. <laughs> David Falele from Minnesota, 6'9", about 400 pounds. If you're going to gamble, gamble big. And uh, the Ravens got guys who fit their physical style of play, so I love their draft again. I ranked the Giants number four. Uh, the Giants had a huge first day of the draft with Thibodeau and Neal. I think you agree with that. I yep. mean, give Thibodeau at number five and Evan Neal at number seven. That's value, and those are two elite players on each line. And a sleeper is going to be Micah McFadden, a fifth-round draft pick, inside linebacker from Indiana. This guy's a serious player. When I saw Indiana pick, or the Giants pick this kid from Indiana in the fifth round, I knew they were on top of their scouting. He's one of the best linebackers I saw all season in college football. And uh, also, number five, I got the Packers. Um, and I was prepared to criticize the Packers after their first two picks in the first round. I do, I do like the players, talking about Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. But when they went defense and ignored offense. How much did so, that second round pick save it for you? Everything. It was everything. When they traded up to get Christian Watson with the number two pick, he's Devontae Adams. That's why he can be in the Packers offense. 6-4, runs a sub 4-4. And uh, Aaron Rodgers can work wonders with this guy. They also get Dobbs, a receiver. Is it Dobbs or Dubs? How's he pronounced? I thought it was Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Regardless out of Nevada, pretty good kid too. A pretty good receiver in the fourth round. And... uh, 
I, I even you know deeper in the Packers draft, I thought uh, they did a really good job uh, from top to bottom. So I ranked the Packers uh, fifth, and you can make a case for several other teams. I thought the Bills had a good draft. Uh, I like the uh, I like the Eagles and what they did. I do question a little bit whether or not you want to give AJ Brown a four year, hundred million dollar contract, but the Eagles are going for it now, and uh, they think Jalen Hurts is their guy. So uh, anyway. Win totals are up right now. Bet MGM and DraftKings if you want to check those out. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of things that happen in the draft kind of shape your perception for a franchise and how they might uh, perform in 2022. And I thought the Chiefs, Jets, Ravens, Giants, which, Packers all did a lot of positive things in this draft. Which is kind of funny because I would think that, if, I mean, for the most part, rookies who are drafted in the National Football League are not going to impact a win total. But I think you're right in terms of the perception of – like, after the draft, a lot of people then make their opinions about the win totals. Like, they solidify their opinions mm-hmm. about the win total. Outside of a team drafting a quarterback, like, and an impactful quarterback, i.e., like, the Jacksonville Jaguars getting Trevor Lawrence last year, and a lot of people thinking they would be a dark horse in the <laughs> AFC South. Right. And that's not meant to be a shot at those people. It's just that's what you saw, right? They got right. Trevor Lawrence. They added in the draft, and they're like, oh, that, that could be a team that's got a high ceiling. You know what they did? They forgot that. to take it into account. Urban Meyer. That's a very good point. Can I? Um, what a mess. Can I tell you a draft that I really liked, actually? Yeah. Get your thoughts on it? I thought the Detroit Lions did a really good job. I thought the Lions had a good draft, too. I, I like when, it, you, yeah. when you talk about, you know, at the top of this draft, and I, what I like most about it is I like teams who go and get the guys that they want. So they get Aiden Hutchinson who drops to them. There are reports that they actually promised Kayvon Thibodeau that they were going to draft him, but then uh-huh. Hutchinson fell in their lap like, sorry, bro, we got to go with this guy. But then you trade back up. You get Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Josh Pascal, the defensive end of Kentucky, to play across from Aiden Hutchinson. Like, I like the top end of that. I like everything that they got in terms of their draft class here. And you go a little bit further. I mean, and this is all about just how people project. But even something that a guy like Kirby Joseph, who they got in the third round out of Illinois, who forced a lot of turnovers, was a really good impact player for Illinois, could be a guy that's eventual starter for them at the back end of their defense. I, I thought it was a really good draft for Detroit. I really liked it. I did too. Actually, uh, like you said, I liked the top three or four players. They had a pretty good draft. I, I never get too optimistic about the Lions, though, because they have Jared Goff, a quarterback, and they can find a way to screw it up. They with showed that, some fight last year. Well, with that coaching staff, they can find a way to screw it up. There's a lot of heart there. They never gave up. They never gave <laughs> they, up. They were in a lot up. of games. They did have some point spread value last year. Oh, they were one of the best. We talked about it every week, right? Throw up the picture of the uh, deep fried turkey leg when you get it. I went down to the uh, NFL draft experience on Saturday. Went down to uh, the Blasio where the NFL Network had the stage set up and everything. And uh, Wow, look at that. Thing. I went over to the experience and decided to eat lunch. And I'm looking at all the food stands. And that's bland options here, there, hot dogs, whatever. And then I see this stand offering deep-fried turkey legs. Check out that monster, JVT. Can I ask you? It How d- much? I How will, much do you think it was? Oh, 25 Well, it was a bargain, and it was 16 bucks. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's still it's in that range. That looks like something from a Fred Flintstone cartoon. Can I ask it? you? Oh, I, I will make this observation. It does look a little dry. Was it dry? No, it wasn't. No? It wasn't. Okay. It was outstanding. It does look dry on the outside, but it was, good, it was moist on the inside. Good drink choice. And the, uh, the barbecue sauce. Well, okay. How much do you think the Mountain Dew costs? Oh, Let's like play the prices right. Four fifty. Eight dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Mountain Dew is half the price of the turkey. That, was, that was sick. They had no. <laughs> they had no drink options. The, the drink options were embarrassing. They had Gatorade, but they didn't sell yellow Gatorade. Oh boy, Dwayne Colucci's next. <laughs> this is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect, the victory challenge sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share 
of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's wrap up the uh, NFL draft discussion. We're going to be joined by Dwayne Colucci, one of my favorite guys from the Rampart Sportsbook here in a moment. JVT, we're talking about the deep-fried turkey leg out at the uh, draft experience. That thing's a monster. Yeah. And that looks good, doesn't it? You could go for one of those right now. Yep. Uh, I thought the Chiefs draft was outstanding. I ranked it number one. I know a lot of people are going to have different opinions on who should be one, two, three, four, five. Not that it really matters. It's just who drafted well, who's got a good plan. And you like the Lions. I thought the Lions had a good draft as well. How about Rich Eisen before the draft? NFL Network host. He was here in Vegas for the weekend. He ranked his top five AFC teams. Bills one, Bengals two, Raiders three, Chargers four, Chiefs five. See, and that's why I think the perception of the Chiefs sliding was held by a lot of people, and I thought they had a really good draft. Brett Veach is a smart GM. He's a sharp talent evaluator, and uh, I think he's going to prevent the Chiefs from sliding too much. I still think there's a team to beat in the AFC West. What do you think of Rich Eisen's top five? Uh, I think the Raiders might be a little high. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, think that would be the first uh, observation there. I think the Raiders might be a little high. To uh, to call the team that is the third choice from a betting standpoint in yeah. the AFC West, the best team in the AFC West, I think is a little bit of a stretch. Personally. I thought that was too much as well. All right, let's uh, welcome in Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Sportsbook. Dwayne, uh, before we jump into the horse racing, what did you take away from the NFL draft over the weekend? Well, we had steady handle, Matt. I'll be honest with you. You know, we have to shut the wagering down 24 hours prior. So, you know, we saw some uh, heightened interest this year, especially because it took place here in Las Vegas. But, uh, you know, we're kind of a local place. We're a little off the strip. I was anticipating a little more handle. And, uh, you know, Chris did a fabulous job putting those lines up uh, real quick. I mean, we were up before most properties in Las Vegas, you know, two days ahead of time. So, you know, we had some good handle. Naturally, we lost a little bit. Uh, I kind of agree with you. I think the Chiefs had a real uh, nice draft. I think that uh, also the trades, I mean, the Eagles definitely enhanced uh, their position Mm -hmm. with the draft as well as the trade for Brown. So, you know, you had a lot of happenings. You saw Hollywood Brown was on the move. And it was a great overall feel for the city of Las Vegas itself. All right, now let's get down to business, Dwayne, and uh, let you uh, hype up your derby seminar at the Rampart Friday night at 6 o'clock. You and Bob Ike put on the best show in town. What do you have planned for Friday night? Well, I appreciate that, Matt, and it's always a great turnout. And as always, we're going to have our drawing at the conclusion of the seminar itself. But the seminar is so in-depth. I know know you've uh, attended several of them, and your family has. And Bob does such a fabulous job just breaking down all the prep races that lead up to the Kentucky Derby itself. And now this year, with the expansion of the betting menu and the paramutual wagering available, Matt, we definitely will have extensive pick four and pick five tickets for the professional and also for the beginner. Don't be intimidated. I mean, come out. We'll show you how to bet, win, play, show, trifectas, exactas, and just put a fun spin on it. And you have a chance to win uh, a lot of free slot play, I tell you. When they put up Country House a few years ago, we gave out some real nice slot play, Matt. You get 20 win plays in show. At the conclusion, we will draw 20 names for the 20 post positions. And, uh, you know, Bob is really geared up. 
He's looking forward to it. And uh, we put on a good show out at the Rampart. JVT, you would appreciate Bob Ike's horse capping. Yeah? Yeah, because he's very analytical. He gets in deep into the numbers, and he also does a film breakdown of oh, each really? horse. Yeah. Okay. He's like a football coach, an analytics capper. And he, Down with it. One of the most thorough horse handicappers I've ever seen. He and Dwayne team up to do a great job out there. Dwayne, break down the field for us, uh, some of the horses you like, some of the horses you'd fade after the post position draw yesterday. Yeah, it's difficult now, too, Matt, because you have the track is a total quagmire at Churchill Downs. I mean, it's been raining and raining buckets. I mean, buckets on and off today. So I have to start to readjust looking for breeding now. It becomes so prominent that you have bloodlines that are conducive to a wet track and an off-track possibility. So I'll make some adjustments. Hopefully the track will dry out. But definitely, you know, uh, it's the team of Kim Yachtin and Bob Baffert, and Baffert's on the back burner, but Taiba as well as Messier are two well-rounded horses. And Messier looks so accommodating. He looks like he's easy to deal with. And I definitely think he is taking to his surroundings right now. He looks very enthusiastic on the track. So I'm keeping an eye on Messier. I think he's looked a little better of the two Timyaktin horses. Mo Donegal, unfortunately, the wood winner, uh, drew the rail. So it's so tough. You have to go back to Ferdinand which is about 86, I believe, Matt, to have a winner, uh, you know, from the one position at Churchill Downs. Now, granted, we do have a different gate. You do have the full 20 horses. No more of that uh, auxiliary gate. So definitely uh, it, it won't compromise the one as much, and you have the best rider in the world with Irad Ortiz on this horse. But definitely I'm going to have to look elsewhere. Uh, Chad Brown, he's taken a lot of attention with Zandon. He's the favorite. I think it's a little over bet, though, right now. And I want to see his odds float up before I will buy into Zandon because I think there are horses that are equally as strong as him, Matt. And at a 3-1 to one morning line, I mean, that's very, very short coming off that bluegrass victory when t- uh, horses like Epicenter and Mo Donegal have already beat this horse. So... Keep your eye on that. And like I said, from a breeding standpoint, you're not going to find better breeding if you uh, look than a gunrunner horse, which Taiba does have. So I'm a little surprised he hasn't been acclimated to Churchill just yet. It looked like he hated the rain this morning, but we'll see how he adapts. All right, Dwayne Colucci with us, uh, race and sports manager at the Rampart. Head out there Friday night if you want to hear some uh, quality derby handicapping. And, uh, Dwayne, I've had two guys who are serious horse, horse players tell me this week they like Messier, who was in the uh, sixth spot, I believe, eight to one morning line. And I think that's Bob Baffert's, I'll call it ghost horse, right? Because D- Baffert's suspended, but I believe this is his horse. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, Matt. And like I said, he also trains Taiba, who are two of the major contenders. Messier, like I said earlier, looks great, and he has that empire making, uh, you know, unbelievable breeding. Empire Maker was a beast, and he loved his surroundings at Churchill, and he just loves a wet track. So I'm expecting big things. You have the money jock, John Velasquez, on him. He's been working out, lights out. You look at a 111-3 and workout at Santa Anita uh, earlier, uh, I should say later in April, which just showed tremendous fitness and getting off of uh, the truck uh, yesterday, he looked fabulous. So I can't doubt Messier. And you do have Baffert calling, uh, you know, behind the scenes of Tim Yachtin, who is the representing trainer of Messier. 
JVT, I can only hope this year one of the uh, stable workers does not shoot himself up with roids, pee on the hay, and then the horse eats the hay. Uh, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate <laughs> set of circumstances. And then, Let's of course, hope that doesn't happen. Council again. culture goes after Baffert. It's just the whole thing. Right? I, know, yeah, I know. Terrible. <laughs> You seen anything? It's you unbelievable like what they come up with. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a sad attempt at a cover up. Uh, any, any of the real long shots on the board do you think have a chance? Because it's always in a field like this, you feel like you can throw out three or four, maybe even five horses that don't have a chance. Any of the long shots you feel like, eh, maybe they could uh, sneak in there? Yeah, definitely. There's this horse, Tis the Bomb. He looks all right. I mean, he won the Jeff Ruby. Uh, he looked real good at Turfway Park. He also had a good account of himself earlier uh, in his career at Keeneland and Kentucky Downs, although they were on turf. But definitely he could get in the trifecta or, or the superfector match. So I definitely think that's a horse. Also, Zozos, like I said, he has awesome breeding. Spice Town on okay. Munnings. That's a beautiful wet breeding. Zozos has a chance. This is Brad Cox, one of the top trainers in the world. He is at 25% this year, guys. And he ran second to the great epicenter, who is going to have tremendous backing in this race. So you have to watch the toe board with epicenter. I believe he will be the favorite. And this horse, Zozos, ran right behind him. And you get Manuel Franco, who's also a fabulous jock. So there's definitely some outside chances to get in these trifectas and superfectas in a race of this magnitude. A lot of people, too, like Crown Pride. Uh, this is a horse that is coming from UAE, which is the Arab Emirates. I don't believe the Dubai horses, though, uh, really like the wet track and take to the Churchill down surface. So I'm going to take a pass. But look at the horse if it dries out, you know, and he looks happy on the track. You could always use him in your trifectas. That's a Japanese bread, and they've been dominating overseas, guys. All right, Dwayne, I'm going to let you reserve the right to change your predictions uh, by Friday night, but give us uh, two horses you think are going to hit the board here in the final 20 seconds. Yeah, definitely. I'm liking Messier, guys, and I'm going to say Zandon hits the board. I think Chad Brown could pull the strings in this Kentucky Derby and has a chance. So definitely Messier and Zandon. And then my bookie Dwayne up on Twitter. Dwayne, we appreciate the time. As always, check it out, of course, this Friday over at the Rampart. We'll be back here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up to the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. Zyn.com slash 10. Did you get that? I did. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. And warning, this product contains nicotine, so nicotine is an addictive chemical. Keep that in mind. Again, zyn.com slash 10. Like it. All right. Um, recap from last night. NBA is we get into best bets. Uh, 76ers and Mavericks, the two road underdogs, end up not getting there, Matt Eumann. So a pair of L's, but that's okay. We persevere. We move on. I think uh, you're going to play another road dog tonight. Uh, yeah, 76ers plus 7.5, Mavericks plus 6, and we're going to go back to the well with the Milwaukee Bucks catching five today against the Boston Celtics. Um, and here's the thing. So part of the reasoning why I played Milwaukee on Sunday was the number. I think the number's too high. I think that the market is kind of overvaluing the distance between these two. Mm -hmm. I also think the market has been overvaluing home court advantage. And this is something I've kind of been hitting on now throughout the postseason. So we've got growing evidence here, a larger sample size as it goes along, that this is the case. So I wanted to throw some numbers at you and see if you uh, would agree here. So right now, home court advantage in the NBA. Home teams this postseason in the association, Matt Humans, 26 and 21 straight up. But 21 and 26 against the spread. So you have a losing, you have a winning record, and you're actually only winning about what 55 percent of your games at that point. And you have a very much in the red uh, figure when it comes to covering these numbers. The average cover margin for these teams that are at home in the postseason, they're failing to cover by about 1.7 points per 100 possessions. And actual home court has come out to be about one. So what's the difference here? You're talking about you add those up, and you're like, oh hey, look at that. Maybe we're a little too high here on home court. The market's been accounting it for about three points, when in reality should be mm-hmm. one, one and a half. And then you get that average cover margin that we're talking about. So the numbers kind of crunch together here to the point where 
it has been a little overpriced home court. So I have all these things put together. I have, I think, a too strong of a home court advantage here in the postseason. I have the fact that, and if you equate to home court one point, right, or one and a half points, five is telling you that the Celtics are three and a half, four points better than the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't really think that's the case, do no, you? No, I wouldn't think that's the case. But again, it's the Bucks without Chris Middleton, and a lot of people didn't think the Bucks were going to be that strong without Middleton, right? Yeah. But, no, and that's a fair point, right? But I, I think also what is baked into a number, and this rising up to five again, which is where at some spots it closed, you brought this up, it is the zigzag theory. It is the fact that people think because they lost outright to Milwaukee, they're going to bounce back in a furious way here in game two <laughs> and uh, win and cover this number right. against the Bucs. Um, so, look. I think that's sometimes worth a point to the line, too. Yeah. When you have the series favorite down 1-0 at home, Sometimes that's worth a point to the number two. Could be. I just to me, like I have the numbers that I I, I have made this, and I'm just going to stick to my guns here and worked out in game one. I'm going to go back to the well here and grab five in game two against the Boston Celtics. So that 26 and 21 straight up record is uh, after teams. the home teams won last night's two games. Yep. 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 That includes last night. Yep. yep. So and that's if I'm bringing this up after the the home teams win and cover yesterday, but still I think it actually strengthens strengthens the point that the two teams win and cover yesterday still 26-21 straight up and 21-26 against the spread. So okay. Going with the road dog again today. Good deal. We have not been talking a lot of baseball on this show, just a little bit of baseball here and there. Getting it in here. Uh, we were with uh, Mitch Moss at Red Rock watching the draft Thursday night, and the three of us were talking about, you know, we really haven't been betting as much baseball so yeah. far as we typically do. I bet do. three baseball games so far this year. I bet. Uh, let's see. I bet. I think eight. eight okay. Which is not many. Typically at this point, I probably would have bet about 30. Uh, I bet only eight games. I, I do see a few I like on tonight's board. In fact, I think right now – in baseball, the best bet you can make on a daily basis is probably against the Reds on the run line. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't play that today. I was looking at the Giants plus 125 tonight against the Dodgers. But the play I've got here for the show today is going to be the Blue Jays minus 130 against the Yankees. Talked about this uh, this morning on the Follow the Money show. The last time I watched Alex, Alec Manoa dominate the Yankees in the Bronx, I said I'm going to bet this guy every time he faces the Yankees until they prove they can hit him. Manoa is 4-0 this season, 144 ERA, 0.88 whip, 25 Ks in 25 innings. He's been close to dominant uh, this season. Against the Yankees in three starts, he's 2-0 with a 1.53 ERA. He's had two really good starts against Yankees on the road. Now, I don't like to bet against the streaks in baseball, but I have not been betting against the Yankees, so I don't feel bad jumping in here trying to beat them uh, while they have a 10-game win streak which is what it'll do tonight. So the Yankees have won 10 in a row, JVT, but mm -hmm. they have beat the Royals, the Orioles, and the Cleveland Baseball Club uh, for in nine of those 10 games. It's not been a brutal schedule recently. Still, you give the Yankees full credit for their offense waking up and uh, beating the teams they've uh, got to beat. So I'll go with Alec Manoa tonight, minus 130 against the Yankees. And uh, that's it for baseball. I might Can play the Giants later on, but that's, yeah. that's the only uh, – by the way, the Giants got a pitcher who's in dominant form tonight. Carlos Rodon. Rodon. Yeah. What is it now, like eight-plus eight strikeouts and whatever amount yeah. of starts at this point yeah, right now? Yeah, his numbers are sick off the charts. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, he fares against that Dodgers lineup tonight in L.A. Uh, golf best bets, and we're going to recap. Uh, we're going to review, preview, I should say, this Wells Fargo Championship on the Long Shots podcast right after the show today. Going to tape it with Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. Uh, I've got a couple common plays with uh, Brady and Corey Connors at twenty to one, and Seamus Power at thirty-five to one. 
I threw in Abraham Answer, who was a disappointment last week in Mexico, uh, at 28 to 1. And Cameron Young, who's got power off the tee. He's proven to be a pretty good putter. And I think you're going to see him score at some point at a pretty big number. He's 42 to 1 this week at the Wells Fargo. For more on golf, tune in to the Long Shots podcast tonight. A quick review of the NFL draft. Best bets, by the way. I put up uh, 21 plays on this show and went 15 and 6. A couple of those losers were long shot losers. And um, the thing that uh, paid off the most for me on day two was Christian Watson, the Packers trading up to take him with the second pick of the second round. You know, JVT, the thing, as you look at a few of the bets there on the screen from uh, the second day, the thing that surprised me, I think, the most about the, uh, the second and third days of the draft was that Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina, slipped to the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Remember at one point he was the favorite to be the number one pick. That is true. And he was the first pick of the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he went, I, I actually think at that point it was a pretty good uh, value play by the Washington football team uh, to get him in the fifth round. I can't believe Carson Strong, the quarterback from Nevada, went undrafted. Yeah. I think that's a big mistake. But the Eagles were smart enough to uh, sign him as a UFA. And uh, Carson Strong, I, th- I think, deserves to be a draft pick. I heard Daniel Jeremiah on the NFL Network say in the fourth round, some people, some of us thought Carson Strong would be off the board by now. He was not picked in seven rounds. But Skylar Thompson and Brock Purdy were right. drafted in the seventh round. I still think a lot of these teams have no clue how to evaluate quarterbacks. And how about this? One last note from the draft. Texas did not have a player picked. Yeah. Seven rounds, no Texas players picked. We talked about this a little bit with Brad Powers yesterday. I went back and looked at the end of the seventh round on ESPN's draft tracker. The next 30 players on the board were not from Texas. Wow. So if this draft went eight rounds, you might not have had a Texas player picked. That's hilarious. Uh, Cameron Dicker, the kicker, was probably Texas's top prospect. He'll end up in an NFL camp, but – I mean, that shows when you, you evaluate college football programs how Texas has been underachieving. Yep. Uh, can I throw something baseball-related at you really quickly? Let's do it. Uh, first off, I mentioned at the top of the show a diamond in the rough there that's taking the mound to Baltimore. For those who have not watched him yet, uh, this Bruce Zimmerman kid uh, uh-huh. looks like he's going to be pretty good so far. Uh, left-hander, 27 years old, 0.93 RA uh, through 19 and a third innings of work and four starts so far. He's got a 284 respective fielding independent, so it's a pretty tight delta that makes you think that he's going to stick around here. And he's a pretty big underdog against the Twins, who uh, do they're pretty average, I would say, against left-handed pitching so far. So I would just say look out for him. Twins are $1.70 favorite on the road with Joe Ryan on the hill. Uh, but I would, if you can, watch Bruce Zimmerman because the numbers there dictate that uh, he looks like he's going to be the real deal, at least in terms of being a high-end starting pitcher for Baltimore. He's been awesome. Did you consider playing this tonight? Plus uh, yeah, 150 and the market's so? moved here too because yeah. I think some spots open as high as minus 180 on the Twins, and we're down to like that minus 165 yeah. and plus 152 on the Orioles. You also get um, for the Angels today, and actually some spots now upwards as uh, $1.25 in favor of Noah Syndergaard. And two notes really quickly. Pirates, Tigers, Padres, Guardians has been postponed due to inclement weather. So two uh, two games are going to be on there tonight. And Mets up 5-4 over the Atlanta Braves. That's the first of a doubleheader. You'll get a second one later today between those two. You know who's on the Angels? Who's Mr. That? Baseball, smoking Dave Koken. Koken? He's like on it. the Angels tonight, and uh, I think he's also on the Giants. He's going to be on the show with us tomorrow. Ooh, and how about yesterday, too? I forgot to bring this up. Man, we don't have enough time. Uh, one, the Marlins today are $2 favorites. That's wild just considering the past of the Marlins and how they have been. 
Uh, but yesterday, how about our boy Zach Gallon getting the win oh, yeah. yesterday? Oh. Gallon's been freaking awesome for the Diamondbacks, dude. Sure about right. it. We're all done. My guys in the desert coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.